Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Morning Sports Briefing here on New Zealand Sports Radio at 8am every single morning. Hi, I'm Paul, and it's great to have you starting your day the best way, getting up to speed with all the latest sports news. Today, we have uh, a New Zealand uh, has won the Wisden Cricketer of the Year. Phoenix staff are cleared of COVID-19. Prison-like treatment awaits NRL players, apparently, uh, and there's been reports about the All Blacks pay cut. To kick us off, we're going straight to... Stephen, in the deep south, who will take us through our football update. Yes, good morning, Paul, and good morning, everyone, tuning in this morning. Hope you're having a good one so far in uh, around the country. Right, football news today. Right, we have a German club taking on an invisible opponent. Real Madrid joined the pay cut list. Ronaldinho is almost free. And first, we have, like Paul said, the Phoenix announcing a clean slate of health at the club. Yes, the Wellington Phoenix advised last night that the member of staff who texted positive for COVID-19 in March has fully recovered and is back home with their family after being in isolation since the announcement. It was something nice to see was the staff member praising the club and media for respecting his privacy, which is something you don't hear too often. The Phoenix are now clean of any infection of the virus and are looking forward to getting back into the football. World Cup winner and Brazilian legend Ronaldinho has been released from jail into house arrest after he and his brother paid the 1.6 million US dollars bail. They will remain in their hotel while they await their trial, which will be coming at a later date. Uh, Ronaldinho was arrested with his brother and his manager on the 6th of March, accused of possessing adulterated passports. The hope is they'll still be available for the Australian Football for Fires charity later on this year. Real Madrid have announced players and coaches have agreed to take pay cuts between 10 and 20% while the La Liga season remains suspended. This follows rivals Barcelona and Atletico Madrid, who have already announced 70% pay cuts for their players and staff. La Liga officials say that the league is unlikely to return until May at the very best, which, let's be honest, that's probably being a little bit optimistic as well. And finally this morning, it's kind of the biggest story, but it's a little bit lighthearted and a little bit interesting as well. German fourth-tier, fourth-tier football club, 
Lokomotiv Leipzig have sold more than 100,000 tickets to a match against what they have called an invisible opponent. Now, the club is selling tickets for one euro each for the event, scheduled on the 8th of May. Again, that could be optimistic. Uh, the cause for this is to help with the running costs of the club and to keep the youth players and their staff played and the facilities in good shape while no one is actually using them. A spokesperson for the club said they are planning, what they were planning was a secret. They'll be live streaming from the stadium. The floodlights will be on. Their commentary team will be there at the event as well. But he can't say any more about what's going to happen. Locomotive Leipzig only averaged 3,000 people to their games this season, and their peak crowd was 4,498. They are aiming to sell 120,000 tickets. So needless to say, this is going to be a huge payoff for them if it comes through with a full sale of tickets. That is football from me this morning. I enjoy your day, everyone. I'll be back in tomorrow with more. Thank you very much, Stephen, for your update on the football. I'm going to hand you over now to Ashwin, who's going to take us through the cricket. Good morning, Paul, and good morning, everybody out there. Well, New Zealander who helped England to draw the 50-over World Cup in regular time, his name Wisden Cricketer, yes, Ben Stokes, has been named the Wisden 2020 Cricket Almanac Player of the Year. He scored 465 runs at the World Cup uh, to, to make it successful for them and was the first Englishman since Freddie Flintoff to actually get the award. He's definitely a star that you'll pay to go and see. So in general, in, oh, so I should say, in genuine local awards, Sophie Devine and Tim Southey have been honoured by their peers. Sophie Devine picked up the Cricket Players Association Players Award and Tim Southey player, picking up the Players Cap. It's the third time that Sophie Devine has picked up the same award in a matching Kane Williamson. And Southey, has pl- and Southey played in all but two of the Black Caps matches this year, only bettered by Ross Taylor. Looking a bit overseas and into some bit of COVID news, BCB is catchy, playing a bit of a catch-up game is looking to introduce a rehab program for their players for the exit strategy from COVID. Plans will be uh, sent to the authorities for their approval, and the newly appointed head of physical performance, Nicholas Trevor Lee, is the brains behind the plans. As I said, interesting that they're only thinking of it now, because meanwhile in the PCB, Pakistan Cricket Board, are holding video fitness tests. And these will be across all of their 200 contracted players and will be held over April the 20th and the 21st. And that, Paul, is our cricket news for today. Thank you very much, Arshwin, for taking us through that. Um, hand you over to Stephen from the uh, beautiful North, who will take us through um, the birthdays today. Yeah, thanks for that, Paul. And good morning, everybody. A few little gremlins in my computer this morning, so a little bit of uh, uh, chopping and changing uh, going on. This morning, we look at a netballer turned up broadcaster, a hockey Olympian, a man during whose day was labelled as the Prince of Centres, and that's where we kick it off. Bruce John Robertson is a former New Zealand rugby union footballer. In his career that spanned over 11 years, Robertson played 135 matches for Counties Monaco between 1971 and 1982, making his debut for the union at the age of 19. He was an all-black centre for much of the 1970s, and was admired for his pace, silky pass and swerve, and his thinking approach to the game. Robertson is regarded by many as one of the best centres to have ever worn the number 13 jersey in New Zealand rugby history. Bruce John Robertson, born this day, 9th of April, 1952. Bruce is 68 today. 
Donald Grant McLeod is a former field hockey player from New Zealand. McLeod, the younger brother of Olympian gold medalist, Neil McLeod followed his brother's footsteps in attending the Olympics with the national team in 1984 and 1982, where they finished 7th and 8th, respectively. Donald Grant McLeod, born this day, the 9th of April, 1959, in Whangarei. Grant is 61 today. And finally, Jenny Mae Clarkson is a netball player, or a former netball player, beg your pardon, and sports presenter. Clarkson previously played for the Silver Ferns, making 26 appearances for New Zealand. In a career that spanned 15 years, she played for the Waikato Bay of Plenty Magic, Auckland Diamonds, Southern Steel, rounding off her career with the Northern Mystics in 2010. Clarkson is currently a sports commentator and news presenter for TVNZ and Māori Television. Jenny Mae Clarkson, born this day, 9th of April, 1974, in Te Jenny is 46 years old today. Back to you, Paul. Thank you very much, and uh, happy birthday to um, all of those people. They have had have lovely cakes at home today. Into onto rugby news now, and kicking off with the All Blacks. There have been reports that the All Blacks players will be taking a 10% pay cut, which, let's be honest, sounds a little on the low side when New Zealand Rugby has previously announced 20% pay cuts for all staff, uh, including the All Blacks management. But it looks like the players are looking at a 10% one. Nothing has come out officially yet, and talks are ongoing. So that's just rumours that have come off the uh, Twitter sphere. I want to talk about the club and the community game here in New Zealand. Previously, that had been postponed until the 18th of April. That has now been put off indefinitely, as you would fully expect with the uh, COVID um, alert level four that we're under at the moment. Uh, and New Zealand Rugby has rightly said that look, it, it's it's too difficult. Or it's unrealistic to come up with a date whilst we're still under level four. The statement said New Zealand Rugby, um, our provincial unions, clubs and secondary schools are working hard to make sure that we get the, when we get the green light, we are ready for rugby. So clearly the resumption of rugby will be at domestic and grassroots level. I think that's as we all expected. Um, but you can see that uh, the club competition is very much likely, very likely to go ahead this season in some form or other. Moving over to Wales, Welsh Rugby and the top players there have taken a 25% pay cut. Uh, the exception there is for all players who are earning £25,000 or less a year will not um, have to take a pay cut, but anyone who earns more than that will. Uh, initially, the players were looking for a deferral of pay until next year, but they've agreed in the end to a cut entirely. Over to Premiership Rugby, that had been called off until the 24th of April. Now, again, that is uh, um, no, no date has been reset but they are determined to make sure that this season does go ahead. With the clubs being in such financial strife, playing these games is all important. Uh, they may even go as far as August, um, which then would impact the start of next season. Um, but if international travel is, isn't on the cards, then clearly that'll free up some weekends. Other, make, other contingency plans include a makeshift cup competition to take place in the summer, um, but they're still awaiting a decision on England's July tour to Japan um, that will take place at the end of... Well, the, the decision we've made at the end of April, the tour was due to happen in July. Also, Premiership Rugby have announced that 2,500 tickets for their final will be donated to NHS staff. So thank you for their work during this period. So thank you, um, Premiership Rugby, for doing that. And now, to hear about prison-like conditions, we're handing you over to um, Stephen... Uh, from the far north, who will take us through the league news? 
Thanks again, Paul. NRL players and staff are reportedly facing the prospect of prison-like treatment if the league is to resume late next month. Reports are surfacing that the NRL has received expert advice for an enforced 14-day solitary confinement program as part of strict biosecurity measures in order to get the season restarted by May 28. Each player and staff member will be isolated in a room for 14 days with exercise equipment and food being delivered to their door. At the end of 14 days, players will be allowed to train and exercise in a blocked-off area. Sounds like a uh, canine, guys. Players and staff will also be not allowed visits from families during their time in the bubble, which could last up to four months. In my opinion, if this plan is to go ahead, it's going to take plenty of resilience, patience, along with respect for each other in confined spaces. But I'd be very tempted to get the NRL integrity unit checked up at the same facility, guys, just to be on the safe side, if you uh, know what I mean. And looking locally... In Rugby League, New Zealand Rugby League has cancelled all scheduled representative competitions and tournaments for the remainder of the 2020 season due to the COVID-19 pandemic. NZRL CEO Greg Peters lamented when asked, we are extremely disappointed that these competitions will not happen in 2020. But unfortunately, it was a decision that had to be made for the financial longevity of the game. Due to the extensive consequences of this pandemic across the code, we have had to make some significant short-term sacrifices in order to see the game thrive long after this virus is contained. The impact and influence on rugby league will be widespread and felt both on and off the field. Once lockdown lockdown restrictions are lifted, according to Peters, the focus will be about getting the grassroots game operating as, as soon as possible. And you've got to say, those are pretty wise words. And finally, we've got some uh, breaking news as my computer refreshes. Now, the NRL could soon make a surprise return with the Australian Rugby League Commission expected to sign off the competition's return at the NRL Innovation Committee meeting today. The the Sydney Morning Herald reports two proposals will be discussed at the meeting and a 15-round competition based in Sydney is the preferred option with a hopeful return date of May 21. The alternative proposal is a two-conference system splitting the competition in half but was met with some resistance by some players on the Rugby League Players Association call earlier this week. Why wouldn't you get some resistance from the Players Rugby League Association? Back to you, Paul. Thank you very much, Stephen. Did you also see or hear that the owner of NRL was on a radio show in uh, Tasmania um, and apparently said that there was a possibility of using Tasmania as a sort of as a place to host a team such as say the New Zealand Warriors, um, uh, not not uh, yeah so the, yeah the Warriors so that they could be obviously if international travel to New, Australia and New Zealand wasn't available so they uh, yeah the Warriors could be sent to a, to, to an island down south. I was, I was about to say Paul even um, former Cronulla Sharks captain Paul Gallen is throwing out his own idea that they should scrap the competition altogether and start a new competition so. Like I said, every man and his dog yesterday has got an idea. So there we go. Who knows what's going on in the NRL? Uh, there's lots of different opinions flying around. Moving over now to baseball. Um, Major League Baseball has obviously been suspended, like all other sports, due to the um, uh, due to the coronavirus and expected to play a shorter season this season. This could mean that higher quality players um, are not getting enough game time, apparently, um, and maybe looking towards the Australian Baseball League to get uh, some extra game time. 
uh, with Tuatara's head coach Steve Minsk, the, being the pitching coach of the of a double A minor league team in the USA, he is in the perfect position to pick up some of that talent for the Tuataras. Uh, he said that uh, the Rangers are also already um, looking at plans for their 200 playing staff um, to get enough game time. Amazing, a major league baseball team. Uh, the Rangers have 200 players. Obviously, they do loan a bunch of those players out to minor league teams. But even so, that is an amazingly large roster um, for a club. Moving on to basketball, um, we've had mixed messages coming out of the uh, NBL. Um, the NBL owner and... Ex um, oh, sorry, sorry, it wasn't the... Uh, sorry, I've gone and got, got the wrong sport. It wasn't the uh, NRL. It was the NBL that is suggesting that, to, that um, a team moves to Tasmania. Oh, dear me. Um, these early starts are not doing me any good at all. Sorry, folks. Larry Kesselman has suggested that the Breakers could go and play out of Tasmania. Um, but so far, the uh, Breakers um, have heard nothing about this. Um, so, But they do say that things are fluid and all options are, uh, have to be on the table. So maybe we will have the Tasmanian Breakers um, for one season. Moving on to golf um, and Team European Team Europe captain Patrick Harrington has been uh, talking about the Ryder Cup uh, that is due to be played on the 25th, well, between the 25th and 27th of September over at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin, USA. He's saying it would not go ahead if fans can't be there. So that, that the Ryder Cup isn't the same without fans, um, which is a very interesting position to take, considering most other sports are looking at playing behind closed doors so they can happen. Um, it's interesting that golf, or at least for the, for the Ryder Cup anyway, they decide actually they need the fans there, otherwise it's just not the same. On to the uh, Formula One. Unsurprisingly, the Canadian Grand Prix that was due to take place on the 14th of June has been postponed. There are now eight races that need to be rescheduled to later in the year, with Monaco having been fully cancelled. So it's going to be interesting to see how Formula One can reschedule those uh, those races, especially when you look at think about Montreal, uh, that the weather um, it gets very cold up there, so they have to play it. They have, sorry, they have to play it. They have to race it in summer for the tire temperatures, etc. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that. The next official race to take place is the French Grand Prix on the 26th of June. But let's be honest, it's hard to see that one um, going ahead with the restrictions that are currently in place in France. Um, so what the season looks like is going to be totally is totally up in the air. With seven, seven out of the ten teams, though, based in the southeast of England. Silverstone uh, may uh, actually host more than one Grand Prix this year uh, with a, just a different name, uh, even if they are racing on the same circuit. Over on eSports yesterday, we announced, uh, this week we told you that the Australian team Esper had been accused of throwing a game in the Rocket League. Well, yesterday it came out that uh, tournament organisers Let's Play Live had banned two players um, for one year. Those are Aiden. Delusion, Hendry, and Finlay, Frenzy, Rochard, um, oh, Rockarch, sorry, uh, and they will also forfeit their prize money from the tournament. A third player, Steve S. Steve um, Barosby, uh, has been cleared of any wrongdoing in the match. Why is this important, folks? Well, it's important because the um, the Rocket League has been officially identified as a sport now in New Zealand. And that means that the TAB is allowed to take bets on matches. Um, so with betting on matches, obviously match fixing becomes a big uh, potential issue 
um, even though that is not what has been suggested has happened in this in this situation. They have moved fast to maintain the integrity of the sport um, because obviously throwing batches is not a good look for this for this fledgling sport, um, sport uh, in uh, New Zealand. Thank you. That is your news wrap up for today. Uh, you are now ready to start the day in the best way, fully up to date with all your sports news. Don't forget to join us tomorrow at 8 a.m. for the uh, morning sports briefing. Um, and hopefully uh, you caught the Do You Know Sport sports quiz that kicked off last night at 8 p.m. If not, um, it's available on our Facebook page, recorded, and also on podcast as well, where the team from South Africa um, took on a team from Hamilton, um, knowing their sports. Uh, it was great fun to do. And we'll be back next Wednesday at 8 p.m. So if you would like to take part in that let me know. Um, but find yourself a mate. It's teams of two uh, and get in touch with the channel. Thank you, everybody. Stay safe. Have a great day. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.